little bit slow on it that time, wasn't I? Didn't quite come on, on beat. Would you like me to start again? Too late. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, guys. I've been procrastinating doing this podcast all day. Uh, I, I haven't even had better things to do. I've been watching YouTube. I've been playing FIFA. I've taken Newcastle United on a very deep run into the Champions League. Not once, but twice in the past three days. Aren't video games just an absolute scourge on the earth? I mean, there is no better way to waste all of your time than the new PlayStation 5 in stores now, which I'm pretty sure still no one can get because, I don't know, China, Ukraine, I'm just guessing. Hard to tell. I would love a PlayStation. If anyone from Sony is listening and would like access to literally dozens of young men you, uh, I will, I will edit out the part where I talk about video games being a scourge on the earth because I would love a PS5. I would. There's a part of me which just thinks if I could just. I'm sorry, you're gonna hit. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done adjusting the mic. <clears throat> if there was a way that I could just, I don't know. I, I was saying if, there, if there's a way that I could just play video games all the time forever and ever. Amen. You know, like, like almost every man between the age of 18 to 24 is doing right now. Video games are just, uh, they are, they're almost too good. They're almost too, there's almost no real, because they're not, you know, as long as you go for a walk from time to time and order salad with your Uber Eats occasionally, you could could just play them forever. It's not like ice. It's not like ice. You don't have to sacrifice your teeth for God of War Ragnarok, which I would also love to play. Sony, hit me up. Send me a free PlayStation 5. It's fantastic to be here. Glad to have you on board yet again. November. We're deep into November. The year is almost over. And um, how's, your, how's your 2022 been? How has it been? Have you noticed how COVID's taking over yet again? I know I said that this wasn't going to, uh, this wasn't going to affect us this time. We were going to power on. Doesn't entirely seem to be the case. It's, uh, it's ravaging my office currently. There is no one going in right now. Um, Kind of feels like 2021 all over again. Just in time for Christmas. Good stuff. Do oh, you know what? I'm going to Europe at the end of December. And uh, so right now, you know, you guys doing that COVID maths? Seems to happen every year, that COVID maths where you're like, when's the best time for me to get COVID? And the answer for me is pretty soon. If anyone has it would love to come over and spit in my mouth, please let me know. Was that too much? Was that too graphic? Remember one time I told the story of a video I saw on on, uh, on YouTube of, of a man being very very violent, uh, and I described it in too much detail, and I got a few complaints. And I'm trying not to do that, but in saying that, if you would like to come over and French kiss me and give me some Omicron, I could use it. Maybe we could do some kind of fan activity. If I have more than one fan that has Delta or Omicron, who has the the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, and uh, would like to come and give it to me, we could we could raffle it off. We could work out some kind of prize. Maybe what we could do is we could get you both uh, online at the same time and see how long you could hold your breath for. And whoever can hold it uh, longer is disqualified because obviously I want the, the more virulent strain. So I'm going to assume whoever is getting more severe symptoms is probably the one that, uh, that I'll be choosing. Um, I, I, the, you know, if they've come out and said, don't get the vac. Why am I talking about COVID vaccines? I'm not going down this road. COVID vaccines... Man, I don't know about you guys. When we were in the throes of the of the great vaccine debate, uh, boy, was that causing me a lot of anxiety and stress. So far be it from me to to 
to drag you, dear listeners, into that cesspit. Um, here's all I'll say. Do your own research, okay? Where do you think all of those Pfizer dollars are coming from? Follow the trail. I had a friend at a Bucks party uh, spend a lot of time telling me uh, about why he isn't entirely convinced the Holocaust took place. Uh, and um, guess which side of the vaccine debate he fell on? Uh, I'll, I'll give you this hint. It was neither AstraZeneca nor Pfizer. Uh, it was a big Moderna guy, big shareholder in Moderna. Uh, good guy. It's, um, it's a Thursday afternoon. Yesterday I did stand-up for the first time in about two weeks, and for no real reason. I didn't really have a reason to take a break, which was kind of weird. Like I just sort of looked at my calendar and I had no gigs in that week, and I thought, this is unusual. Um, and I did, I fell into that trap of just not doing it and realizing how, how great the, the, the lives you lead, presumably a lot of you, the lives you lead can be where my life is just exclusively home cooked meals and Netflix and, uh, and not the constant anxiety of the judging eyes of four. Well, I say 40 to 50 people sometimes, sometimes four people. And that hurts more. People always ask, what's it like bombing? Bombing in front of 40 to 50 people is, um, don't get me wrong, that sucks. That's, that's awful. Because it's, it's, just, it's, it's just biologically, from an evolutionary standpoint, there is everything in our body is like the tribe hates you now. The tribe is probably going to kill you in your sleep for that horrible rendition you did around the campfire. And that is just the modern equivalent of that. And um, and they they and not only would they be right to 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 do so, it would actually probably be in my best interest just to come into the green room and smother me with a, a filthy leather pillow that uh, every green room seems to have. Um, but bombing in front of four people is so much worse because even though there are fewer witnesses, you 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 know those people. When you bomb in front of a crowd of fifty people, it's just they're an amorphous blob of of discontent. Whereas when you when you bomb in front of four people, you've you've made a connection. It's like telling a bad joke in front of a group of people at a lunch. Isn't I had a boss who was one of the most extroverted people I ever knew, and he had this superhuman ability to tell a horrible joke and press on like nothing had happened, and tell another joke less than a minute later after he's just bombed in front of the entire just to keep going, and not in like a scrambling I need a win and back way, just short memory. Just brush it off and kept going. Like like watching a sportsman who's just have an absolute howler, howler, go for it again and miss again. And at home, you're like, Shane Watson, stop DRSing. All right? It's not working out for you. Um, that, that he, was the, he was the humor equivalent of, of Shane Watson plum LBW every single time. Uh, does that, I don't think that analogy holds up. And I think it excludes a lot of people who don't understand what, Cricket is, or even if they do, don't have the depth of knowledge to, to know Shane Warne's idiosyncrasies with the direct referral system. But look, I'm all about niche audiences. That's the way to sustain a career. So I went and I did this, I did this gig last night. Right? Okay. So this is, there's a little bit of background to this. There's a gig, I don't want to say the name of it, I don't, I don't want to drag anyone's name through the mud. But um, especially when I was about a year into comedy, and getting booked was a big deal, okay? So this is, all right, we're going to have to go right back to the start, guys. This is how it works. In comedy, you get open mics, all right? Open mics, pretty much, you come in, you put your name in your hat. Sometimes you are one of 40 people there, and that's not an over-exaggeration. And it's the worst gig. And you spend 
hours watching 39 other people go and do their terrible jokes before you get to go and do your terrible jokes. And you don't really see those other people and be like, oh, I must be like them. You're like, wow, it's so crazy they, that these other 39 horrible comics are around next to me, this generational talent. And uh, so you, you bide your time and you wait and you go up and you have a terrible time and you go home and you hate yourself. And that's, that's called open micing. And if you ever want to do comedy, you're going to have to do it for about 12 months, minimum. Maybe six months if you're a girl, uh, but 12 months for uh, most of us. So then you start getting booked, all right? And so sometimes the bookings, they're not for very good gigs and you take what you can get and you're just excited to get booked and you get a bit more time. But sometimes there are a handful of great gigs that you really have to work for and you need to kind of, you really need to pay your dues and then you get a shot. You get a chance to, to really to, to, to get up there and do your thing and show them. Show them all the, the hard work. Show them all the hours spent watching all the incels at open mic nights bomb before you get to go up and bomb. Uh, it was all worthwhile. It was all, it was all valuable time spent. And you go up and, uh, and, 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 you, and you do your very, very best and you, and, you, and you win them over. And you show the booker they made a good call giving it to you and not Elliot Rivetti. Um, and uh, nothing, nothing against Elliot Rivetti, but uh, he's been eating my lunch for far too long. And when I got a chance to eat it back, I'm going to let him know about it. And um, when I was about a year to 18 months into comedy, there was, one, there was one gig in particular that people just raved about as being great. And I just, I, it was once a month, so it's rare. There are only so many spots. And uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't seem to crack it. I just couldn't quite, couldn't quite get it. And then until I did. Until I did, after a lot of pestering, a lot of emailing, a lot of sucking up, a lot of practice, I get asked to go and do this gig. And I'm excited. I'm like, I'm going to finally prove it. I mean, also, this was a time where just like doing a good gig was its own reward. Just being able to go and do comedy, uh, that that was in of itself quite exciting. To do comedy to like people who really wanted to hear it, as opposed to people who just happened to be in the room. I remember doing a gig once... In one of these, you know, when you think about it, it's like a pub with like a U-shaped bar and we were on one side of the U. On the other side of the U were pool tables. In the middle, at the bottom of the U, was a TAB. Two-thirds of the room wasn't used for comedy and 80% of the patrons didn't want to hear it. That is one of the... And we're, we're, we're trying to tell our jokes over the sound of horses racing and cue balls being broken. That's not what I was trying to... Racks, pull racks being broken. Is that what... How would I... Triangles? You know what I'm trying to say. Over, over the sound of snooker balls clashing together and people losing their pension on the chariots out at Tari on a Wednesday evening. Just pure depression meets comedy. Usually... Uh, when there's depression involved with a comedy night, it's on one side of the microphone, the one speaking into it, not the side that the speakers blare into. Usually that, that's quite jovial, not in this case. It was all, all of it was just, uh, just people losing money and hope in every direction. Uh, and those are the kinds of gigs that you do because you have to because that's the fucking game. And... Um, so this gig, when you get a chance to do a good gig like this one was, this is a long, this is this is a long story that goes nowhere. But you got you know what you you tuned into. This is what you're here for. 
I hope I don't. I hope you're enjoying it. Anyway, can't get in my own head thinking about you. Got to push on. I finally get a chance to do this gig. The headliner of this gig is who could it be? Is it is it a an international act? Is it sometimes was was it a good Sydney based? It was never an international act. Was it an interstate act? Ooh, from all that that exotic comedy mecca called Melbourne. Uh, was, were they going to come and tell stories about funny things their barista said or things that they learnt from their non-binary sister-in-law? What do you call a non-binary sister-in-law? Sibling-in-law? That's probably a fucking thing, isn't it? That's I'm not even going to Google. That's definitely a thing. Somebody asked night at this gig that I'm spending an eternity trying to get to tell you what happened at. The, the MC asked me my pronouns. I've never had anyone ask me that before. And... I've never been so groundlessly indignant where I was like, you fucking know it's he, him, don't you? There's anything about you. If I'm giving off any vibes that says it might not be he, him, tell me about it because I need to address that immediately. Because you, if you want to be, ob- obviously I'm not she. If my, if I, if she was like, is your, are your pronoun, what are your parents? I was like, she, her. She should slap me because I'm taking the piss. All right. You can't, you got to put a little bit of fucking effort in. All right. If you really, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna ask you to really double check your instinct on pronouns, I better at least be wearing some lipstick. I also like look. If if sure, there are there are some there are some they them's that look like me. But even them, I'm like even they them, I'm like come on, make make a bit of fucking effort, will you? Anyway, sibling in law. I bet that's a thing. I did you just presume? my wife's sibling's gender. I don't think that's very... Anyway. No, it wasn't a Melbourne comic. Was it a, was it a local Sydney act that I've looked up to and maybe I've bought tickets to see perform live myself and I would finally be on a bill with them? No, no. The person that got the headline the night that I performed at this esteemed comedy night was Herb Greedy. Now, who's Herb Greedy, you might ask? Great fucking question, because I haven't heard of them before or since. Herb Greedy, Herb Greedy, Herb Greedy uh, the name is actually a terrible pun for a uh, musical comedy act that raps about vegan lifestyles. Oh, I'm sorry, is that... Can I just... Oh, I thought... Sorry, I thought I kept a gun in that drawer, because I want to fucking shoot myself... Just thinking about Herb Greedy, who I haven't had to consider for at least four years when I blocked it out, all right? I just went home and just... I saw Herb Greedy's act, and I just went to Coles and bought all of the meat they had and threw it in the nearest dumpster. Plastic around it intact so no rats could get to it because that's how Herb Greedy made me feel about the vegan movement. I was... And now, now some of this may have done with the fact... Been, had to do with the fact that Herb Greedy bought a very... Herb Greedy bought the audience you would expect a vegan novelty rap act to bring to a crowd, uh, by which I mean morons, all right? If, if Fucking idiots. Now, was I bad at comedy at the time? Obviously. Was I needlessly offensive? Probably. Was, was my act at all in accordance with what the headliner was bringing? And the headliner brought a lot of people to watch. And when I say people, I mean his friends. And when I say his friends, again, I mean morons. Isn't it crazy this happened in 2018 and I'm still not over it? We've had three strains of coronavirus and I'm still furious about this. Uh, even the bushfires couldn't burn away the memory 
of how much I hate Herb Greedy for doing this to me. After all this time, I wait to get onto this gig um, and, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I fucking, I eat shit. It goes terribly. Everyone takes me way too seriously. I always, it's hard doing a room for the first time as well, especially if it's like a big get. If it's a room you want to go back to, it is, I was just having a big chat to a comedy friend of mine on the phone about this recently. If you, if it's a gig that you want to do again, you get in your own head and you, you start thinking about like, well, what what's my most safe material? What's the stuff that then that's just not going to put them off? And uh, that is not the instinct to go into. You need to go in with like, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, deal with it. And people tend to appreciate authenticity in that stuff, honestly. That's the thing that people really want rather than you trying to fucking placate yourself and give everyone vanilla ice cream. You might as well have some flavor to you. Anyway, before I get too earnest about all this, I suck. I suck at this gig. It's so bad. And the booker uh, basically says, oh, yeah, man, like, I, I look, it's just, uh, it's it's not your fault. It was a bad, it was a bad mix. I should have known better to put you on with fucking Herb Greedy, the vegan, vegan music novelty act. Um, where's Herb Greedy right now? Fuck, oh, God. Furious. Anyway. Um, I'm going to look this up afterwards. Look, you look it up. You look up where Herb Greedy is and leave something hurtful in one of his videos. If he's put himself out there, he probably hasn't cowed. Um, and like I said, he didn't even have fans. He just brought his friends and his friends had no fucking sense of humor because they're the kinds of people who would spend Wednesday night watching their friend perform a vegan music novelty act on stage in front. Like, unless you're going, unless you were going to covertly make fun of them, I don't understand why you would ever, anyway. This has been very cathartic for me. I haven't even got to the part that happened last night. This is this okay. So the the venue, the 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 gig during COVID kind of closes down, obviously, and when COVID ends, it reopens in a new spot, and it's and it's it's a big deal. It's moved to weekly. Everyone's doing it. Um, they're filming it, and a lot of their spots are ending up on TikTok and on Instagram and stuff. And I ask for I ask for a spot, and I hear nothing. And I ask for another spot, and I hear nothing. And I ask for another spot, and the guy says, "Look, man, honestly." I just don't really think your act is the right vibe for this room. I know what I'm trying to build this room into being. I know what I'm trying to make. I just don't think it's quite right. And um, I, 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 like I was very hurt by that. Do you? Know, I because I'm always toying with this in comedy, which is like, how much should you be wanting to just? Be able to do it anywhere. Should you be able just to take any room of people, if it's a room of, you know, empty nesters in the North Shore, 60-year-old white people um, who who last experience of comedy was fucking, you know, Carl Barron they saw live in 2003, or it's a group of inner West hipsters with greyhounds and milk allergies in the heart of Newtown you should be able to go and do something, right? You should be able to do the thing and at least make it clear you're a professional. And all of the best acts that I know, I think, could do both of those things. All of the true professional class acts I know could make that work. And there's another part of me which is like, no, you shouldn't be for everyone. If you're for everyone, you're for no one. You should go into every room and ideally cut them in half. You should have half of the room absolutely adore you and the other half can't stand you. And I'm constantly backflipping back and forth. Um, so 
I wasn't really sure how to take this. And I kind of said, look, man, I can do seven minutes that is going to be accessible. I'm not an idiot, right? I'm not going to go up there and do my fucking, you know, most misogynistic material. I'm not going to go up there and do seven minutes about how boring women's sport is because obviously your crowds don't want to hear the truth. I This uh, aside, by the way, I'm writing all my material for the next hour and it seems like I'm, I'm very... <laughs> I'm very wary of how I have this reputation of being a misogynist comedian, which I really don't like, because there's misogynist jokes that I think, I think there's something about making fun of women, which is so funny because it's so absurd. To just blanketly insult 50% of the population for being dumb or like being unathletic, something isn't that a stupid thing to do? Also, every time I find myself in a meeting at work, 90% of the people who are there who are more senior than me are women. So it's just like, I, I, but I guess when you're just presenting yourself to an audience, there are people out there who genuinely do think women are idiots and women should belong in the kitchen or whatever the fuck. Um, and if they don't know you and you can't make it clear you're fucking around, then it's, it's fair that they, they assume the worst. But I would say making fun of women's sport, it's like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's sometimes really quite good. Look, I'm, I, I had a joke in my last thing, which was all about, you know, I'm sure a, a female cricketer can throw a ball nearly as far as I can. Clearly a joke. They're clearly way better at cricket than I am. They are also clearly not nearly as good as the men. And, like, is that... Am I, am I being an idiot for thinking that's the argument? Because I feel like every time I want to make the point that, like... I, I have this joke that I, I haven't... You're going to hear it first. You, you're going to hear it first, folks. I haven't done this on stage yet, but it's like, you know, in fairness to women's sport, think about it. Like, it's underfunded. They don't get the players often. They play worse competition. They get uh, far inferior um, training and coaching and, uh, and resources and stadiums. Why would it be good? You know, why? Anyway. But my point is, women's sport seems to be the one... The women's sport and the gender pay gap. Those are the two things where people are like, ho, 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 you can't be doing... It's like I'm not exactly going out... Anyway. There's going to be a lot of... There's a lot of tangential ranting in this episode. This feels like a very different type of episode of what I've done in the past. Let me know if you like it. I'm kind of... I'm enjoying doing it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really what it's all about. This is just a job that I don't get paid for, guys. You know, like... I, so if I'm not enjoying it, there's no point. I think, and look, jobs can be great. Jobs can be fun. I have a good time. I'm having a good time now. I hope you are. Anyway. So, I uh, I pestered this guy. He eventually relents. He gives me a spot. I do the first one. It goes fine. I do the second time. It goes good. So, I'm kind of back to the point where I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this thing. I'm back. But I always have in the back of my mind that this guy doesn't want me there. Like, this guy who's booking it, ideally would prefer that I'm not... Like, the, the, this is the thing, and I, I've kind of got this at two venues, really. Two venues, uh, one much more important than the other. I'm not going to say which one this is. Um, that I'm a bit of a liability. That you know, they would rather have someone who's just going to do fine and not stir the pot than me, who could go great or could just end up with a few complaints. And uh, so I always overthink it. I always overthink it when I go to this place of like, what are they going to like? What aren't they going to like? And they get angry at me. Are they going to get the shits? So last night, first time I've done comedy in about two weeks, I'm going in and um, I'm kind of like, I'm doing the worst of both worlds. I am 
both not overthinking it, but I'm also not loose and fresh. Like if I'm if I was just going to go up there and just be super loose and be in the moment, which to be honest, I'm not good at in anything in life, in comedy, in work. I'm, it's not my thing. I need to be fucking you know regimented to the gills for things to be guaranteed to go even slightly okay. So there's mistake number one. I'm watching the guys before me and I note, I notice, I notice that they're pulling back on the stuff about gender and sex. They, they are just, they, 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 they seem to be okay with dark sort of stuff. They tend to be okay with even almost like kind of aggressive stuff. They're all right, but as soon as it becomes about men and women, oof, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. This is Chippendale. It's, it's a Monday night. We're not, no, absolutely not. All right. Okay, but uh, the future is female, gender is a construct, somehow both of those things are true. The future is female, female is a construct, uh, 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 all straight men. You'd think I would watch, and I, to be honest, I noticed that, I knew it, I knew it, but I didn't, I didn't adjust. I didn't look at my notebook, I didn't change anything. So I fucking, I, I, I go on stage, I'm coming out of the blocks, I'm talking about... Uh, Misattribution of wealth, you know. I'm, I'm I'm talking about boomers. This isn't exactly what I'm talking about, but it's more or less what I'm going on about. It's going all right. It's going all right. It's going good. It's going decent. I I make a joke. The punchline is gay. All right, they're not into it. They don't love that. Now, side note: a lot of my punchlines at the moment. I'm not saying it was gay, isn't it? Was lame. I'm not saying the punchline was lame, uh, but I am saying the punchline, the word, the word gay. Gay was the thing. I be the. There is like there's this gay is coming back. The word gay is coming as 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 meaning something that isn't just being homosexual. It's becoming more of a thing, and I think people are going to either sides of the spectrum. What I'm saying by that is when I was at school, we've talked about this in the past. When I was at school, you didn't like something, you said that's gay. I remember being at work once, and uh, I had this uh, very gay uh, in the in the literal sense boss, and. Uh, we were told about something, something wasn't happening, some, it was something bad happened, and I went, oh, that's gay. And my boss just goes, hey. And that's all he needed to say for me to be like, fuck, yeah, okay. I really, I really messed, I shouldn't do that anymore. In saying that, it's coming back. It is coming back, and I'm loving it. It's, it is nostalgic, and it's comforting. It's, uh, it's such a relief to hear the word in, in those tones again. In saying that, in Chippendale, on a Monday night, not into it. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I launch into my... It, it rattles me a bit. And this is where my lack of stage presence just kind of gets me. It rattles me. I'm like, fuck, what's, I forget what the next thing I'm going to do. Because I've thought about this. I forget the next thing. I go into this other thing. I'm like, I was going to leave this to the end. Actually, I wasn't going to tell this at all. I'm midway through it. And I go, fuck. Gaze the punchline on this one as well. Oh, no. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, they're going to hate this. There's nothing worse because you start a thing and you're halfway through it. I'm not even, I got like one punchline in and I've got five punchlines to go. And I'm like, oh, I forgot this left turn. So I spoke to my friend about this on the phone just earlier where it's like you, you're telling a joke and you're like, this is fun. This is my, this is my sandwich bit. What, they, they're not liking, they're not liking the dark stuff. They're not the heavy stuff. All right, talk about sandwiches. Talk about sandwiches. Uh, oh, fuck. I, oh, I rape people in this one. I forgot about that. I forgot that's where this goes. I forgot it started with sandwich and ends with rape. I forgot. Ah, <laughs> so it's true because especially my stuff, like the whole thing, is based on right turns, and I don't. Th I just think about where the journey starts. I don't think about where it ends. I'm like, oh no, oh, I tell women to get back in the kitchen. That's why I bring up sandwiches. Fuck. <laughs>
So I did the, that doesn't go great. And it kind of like it peters off to the end. And I get one big laugh and then I keep going. And I, oh, I was like, oh, I should have left on the laugh. Should have left on the laugh. But I didn't. I do my time. I come off. Now, here's the other thing is like, I know objectively, if someone's in the audience watching what's just happened, none of them, none of them are looking at me and going, wow, that was embarrassing. Fuck, he's going to trouble, have trouble sleeping tonight because none of them know me that well. But I'm walking off, because this is the worst thing as well. This is the, this is the thing I always tell people about bombing. If, if it's a night where everyone's bombing and you bomb, who cares? I had one of those recently. You brush that off like that. It doesn't matter. It was an unwinnable game. You know, it's it's just, it's like, I don't, it's, it's like when you're on a, a team. It's like when you, when you play team sports and the whole team gets thrashed. Like no one plays well. Everyone gets totally outclassed by their opposite number. No one goes home that, that angry about it because you're like, well, fuck, I wasn't. Maybe this is why I never excelled at team sports, that all I wanted to do was better than my teammates. But you don't. You, 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 you brush it off and you, you go again. When other people do well and you don't, it is a fucking nightmare. I hate that. I hate that. Several comics before me, um, one or two, well, no, that's not one or two. One, one in particular who is like, who's really great, um, but newer than me, and I'm like, I should be able to match him. And I did not. And uh, I was just, I was just bummed. Again, it was that, like, it's it's also this thing of, like, first gig in four, you know, first gig in two weeks, 100% of my gigs in the last two weeks went badly. That's how it feels, you know. It's, it's truly, it's just, like, it's a numbers game. If I had done four other gigs that week and three of those had gone well, I'd be like, okay, well, that's fine. The numbers are still up. I'm still winning. But from my perspective, it's just like, and I do, I do this thing where I walk away and I'm like, do I suck at this? It's a, I didn't I thought I was past this, but it's true. I walk away and I go, man, am I the fucking worst? This is the thing that gets me the most is when I do rooms like that and I realize that it's like, well, I don't, I can't do edgy stuff. I have nothing. All right, Tom, go and do your family friendly material. All right, well, I'm gonna start talking about sandwiches and then it's gonna trail off before I say anything funny. So I don't know if you want me to go and do that. And then I come home and I'm like I should write some, I should write some friendly stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. You know, fair play to Jerry Seinfeld. I have no fucking clue how to do what he does. No idea. This, there was this realization that I had, and this was a few years ago. I think I've come some way from this where it's like all of my jokes are like, so uh, the other day something normal was happening and then something fucked happened. And that's the joke, you know? And, uh, and, and that it can, that's the stuff where I'm like, is, is this just, is this just, am I just bad? Am I Isaac Butterfield? I don't know if you guys are Isaac Butterfield fans. You might be. And I don't know. I, fuck, is this a good idea? This guy, he, he's, like his whole thing is he just says horrendous things under the guise of that being funny. I never want to be that. I, ne- I never want to be the person who makes a joke where it's just like the joke is, isn't this a fucked thing to say? Because that's not good. That is bad. It is bad bad art it's bad comedy it's not funny it sucks i never and when i and i've had that i've had that sort of like insinuated at me before the other thing i've had is that i'm just using this as an excuse to say horrible things that i believe anyway that's not it's not what i'm doing and if people are thinking that i'm doing something wrong 
anyway, I leave this gig. I'm pretty, f- I'm pretty shitty about it, to be honest. I'm banging the steering wheel as I come home. I've, I've come home. I rant at my partner for about five minutes about what it was. Again, this is the thing. If I showed her the a video of me, she'd be like, what are you, th-? it would have fine. People laughed. It wasn't like I was talking to silence for five minutes, but God, it just doesn't, it doesn't. And this, look, uh, this has become a very earnest podcast, but it, the fact I feel like this, I think is a good thing. The, the fact that I am this invested and good enough isn't good enough. That's, I need, I need to feel that way if I'm ever going to get nearly as good as I want to get. But it is also then the stark realization of I'm not as good as I think I am or I'm not as good as I want to be. And obviously I'm not. Why would I be? It's been five years, but it is. It, it's like, it's the thing with this stuff, man. Like it, it's, it's hard work. It's a hard thing to do while sustaining everything else. And there are the times when you're like, I put myself through so much stuff. I, you know, I, I, I take a, I take a 20% pay cut to work four days a week to work on this comedy stuff. And it's like those nights we're like, is this just all a fucking waste of time? And with that, thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a depressing way to end? Um, I went to sleep last night. I woke up this morning and I, I um, you know, when you first wake up and your, uh, your mind hasn't quite clicked with what the day is. Um, you do, all you know is that you're alive. That's it. You, you, you're present and you are, you're there but you have no context. And the first thought I had was about bombing last night. And it set the tone for the day, which is why I've spent the whole day avoiding doing this podcast, to be honest, because I've just spent the whole day reaffirming my entire existence. And that sounds so melodramatic, and it's because it is, but I don't know. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time this week thinking about what am I doing? And uh, this podcast is part of that. Like, I, I just don't know. And I've enjoyed telling this. I've enjoyed, this is, I was talking to a friend on the phone recently and he was like, how do you find a way just to be you to people? Because I think sometimes I do this podcast and I layer it with so much irony and sarcasm where I'm like, this is just another performance. And it, it's a performance without any of the, it's a performance without any of the, the, time and effort that I put in jokes like I, I could never just go and stand on stage for 35 minutes and, and rattle off things that told my head and talk about things I've read on the news um and so I kind of hope I, I know I know this is a different thing I know this is a very different vibe and uh, I don't know if I'll keep doing it this way I don't know if I'll keep doing this podcast to be honest like I'm, I'm kind of up in the air about it I'm I'm really um I'm tossing things up right now but um I think with this and with stand up, regardless of how much longer it lasts, I'm glad. I'm glad I've done it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quitting stand up. I'm absolutely not quitting stand up. Is something I'm going to do uh, until I can't do it anymore. I, I will find a way. I, this is the thing. More than anything in my life, this is the thing that I want to get great at, and I think that I will get greater at. It's already the thing I'm better at than anything else. In terms of a pure skill, it is. It is the thing that I have gotten better at than I've than I've ever bother to get good at anything and and that's so exciting to me and I, I hope you guys have found for you whatever that thing is because it's given my life so much purpose and so much value but yeah the rest of it is is hard 
it's hard trying to build a fan base. It's hard trying to sell tickets. It's hard trying to make good stuff. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I've done this. It's felt different. I'm, you know, it's going to be hard to clip up for Instagram reels and TikToks. But, uh, but hey, it's not all about that sometimes. I think right now, before I go and check how that reel... I put up a fucking reel today, and, and the top comment from this guy was like, I wouldn't have put this up, mate. And uh, I was like... My, and obviously what I did was I went, fuck you, on uh, on the comment reply. And then I watched the video, and I was like, fuck, he's right. I shouldn't have put this up. This wasn't good enough. And this is the thing I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance, right? Quantity, quality. I want to give good stuff. I want to give anyone who's taken investment in my comedy to this point, I want to, I want to give you things worth consuming. And... Throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks is not the right way to do it because you guys are the wall and I'm sick of throwing shit at you. So hopefully this was some something better, something something a little bit better than shit. Anyone who has any anyone who has bought tickets to a show, come to a show, listen to this podcast, sent me a message saying you like the stuff, you won't, you can't believe how much that means to me. That is it. Any to have even a semblance of that. I would like there to be way more of you, but the fact there's any of you is something that I need to be, I'm, I'm constantly grateful for and I appreciate. And um, yeah, all three, two and one points go to you guys this week. How's that? Actually, no, three points goes to me. The, the rest of the three points, we'll split them. We'll split them this week. And uh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. It's been a very, it's been a, it's been a, it's been cathartic for me. Hey, has anyone left? If you made it all the way to the end of this, let me know. And in any case, I'll see you next week. Or will I? Nah, I will. Uh, I'm going to see out the year at least of this podcast. Then we'll go from there. Take it one day at a time. A thing I've never been able to do in my life at anything. And uh, have a fantastic week. And I'll chat to you next time. See ya.